the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. All right, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B-plus podcast. Today is Sunday as I record this, probably Monday as you hear this. We're still working out the new schedule because of, you know, the, the shake-ups that are happening in the wrestling world at large. I am your host, Greg Unchained, and I am joined by Mr. Mysterious. How are you, brother? I'm feeling refreshed. I've had the mythical beast that is a 10-hour sleep, so I feel fantastic, ready to wow, go. Wow, that's elusive. Very elusive. <laughs> uh yeah i have not had that uh but i have watched uh aew dynamite four times i've watched it twice so i think that's I've, yeah I've watched it four times so i'm 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 ready to discuss that man we got a lot to talk about today because we're getting into the the new era of this crazy world and uh we're actually going to be joined for the entire podcast this time by our new japan correspondent and resident quiz master of collusion <laughs> Ben Tokyo, how you doing, brother? The, the TCW correspondent as well. Since I've got some TCW. Ah, TCW correspondent. Yeah, exactly. You went to TCW last night. How was that? It was actually really, really, really good. And anybody that knows me and my relationship with going to Tasmanian Championship Wrestling, what have you done with Ben? Who is this imposter? Is, uh, yeah, you, you've been you've been kind of up and down on them, right? Like well, you you haven't been the biggest fan, but they've you've you've stated they've been getting better. Yeah. So it's no surprise that you finally had a show that you enjoyed top to bottom. Mm. That, so that's good. They're, they're getting better. Year they had their anniversary show, Annihilation, which was I thought it was a very poor effort. Just the wrestling, the people they brought in, the matches just didn't click. It was pretty bad. But uh, this show, there was only one match. It was a bit lackluster, but the others were good. To great, like Liam Lacey and Damien Slater put on Oof. the best match I've ever seen in Tasmania. Like it was, amazing. It was fucking awesome. Not surprised <laughs> at all. Yeah, Damien Slater's an absolute legend. Uh, how did my boy Duke Marshall go? Because I saw he po- he posted a photo of some some new gear that he was wearing, and he he looked fucking mint, dude. Like I, I was like, it's it's coming together because he's been he's been really hitting the gym, and so he's getting his body in shape, and then this new gear really accentuates that. And I was like, you look like a fucking star right now. Yeah, so there's a few new people. Well, I think most matches had like an interstater and I feel like they bring a lot of Adelaide people in that I've never heard of. So what, mm-hmm. yeah, what he wrestles in Adelaide, does he, this one? Duke Marshall? Yeah, Duke Marshall. Yeah, he's a he's ACW guy, yeah. So he was in a... Uh, the Raging Bull, I believe. Yeah. No, Raging Bull is Sam Osborne. Or something bull. Is he? No. Was, he's, he's, he's a bull. Yeah. I know that. I know he's a bull. But, yeah. So he had a comedy <laughs> match where he... He went for the big power bomb at the end to Mercury. Mercury's like a luchador dude, but had some good yeah. funny moments in the in the match, and he uh, countered that into like an X factor and got the surprise win. Crowd was was way into it. Like, and speaking of the crowd, like normally you don't get any chance at TCW. You might just get like Lacey sucks. Lacey sucks is, is the big yeah. heel, and then there might be some some clapping spots to you know get the hot tag type of thing people can go back in the archives and listen to my interview that i did with liam lacy ahead of this big tcw show the crowd, like if nothing else then i was gonna say if nothing else you always support your local product like despite what you think about the shows so which is always great to hear and the crowd was way into everything there was lots of chat like it was a lot of children in the audience but they weren't running around being annoying as they normally are and uh <laughs> there wasn't swearing chance there's not like fuck them up and all and uh Someone's gonna fuck, gonna kill you, all that sort of stuff. 
But you know, the yeah, crowd- I have such a weird relationship with kids at wrestling mm-hmm. shows, man. Like when they're screaming or running around, so I, I, uh, it, it, it bums me out. It takes me out of it. So it's, it's, I'm glad to hear they're starting to get the and idea. And we have in house <laughs> like the live commentary, and normally you just can't understand. It's just noise, and you can't. It's not really clear. So I yeah. don't know if they got new audio equipment or what, but. But that you it's like it was fine. You could hear it, understand everything fine. Everything like the production on a whole was was really really good. And I've got no problems with recommending people to go to TCW. Just please don't let me down on the next show. <laughs> so another two month turnaround. <laughs> Keep up the quality. Well, the quality's been yeah, improving though, right? It, go, it has been up and down. The most recent one was was not great. The one before it was was pretty good. The one before that was the bad one. So hopefully they they keep going like. They're bringing in like we had Richie Taylor last time, so uh, the frequency in shows. Is yeah, up. Like, like Mysterious said, like Mysterious said, uh, the the important thing is you keep going out and supporting your local product, and that means that they have that little bit more money mm-hmm. so that they can bring in more talent, so that that talent can work with their guys, so that their guys can get better. That's why we talk about it on the Aussie Rap Show. It's really all about going out and supporting your local product, even if it's not. Uh, necessarily like the your particular tastes like there are certain promotions here in Adelaide that aren't necessarily my tastes in wrestling mm-hmm. but you go out you support it anyway because you know we want the thing to grow we want everyone to get better right so it's it's great that you're going to the shows and and having and by a look the at end of the show oh by the uh the, the time the show got kick, kicked off uh it was probably the most audience I've ever seen at TCW but I sent you a photo early and like dude rough crowds hold on let me go stand back a bit further but then, like once the show was going, I, there was hardly even a spare spot on the, in the stands. So yeah. that's good to hear. It's growing. I, I even uh, I even uh, bought yeah, ringside good. ticket, so instead of sitting up in the stands. See, that's going to affect your enjoyment too. Being ringside is a different experience. So let's uh, let's dive into the wider world of professional wrestling. The entire wrestling landscape we're going to cover here on this wonderful flagship. I'm calling it War Room. The War Room flagship, because we're like going to analyze like what's happening. Yeah, we're going to analyze what's happening with the Wednesday Night Wars, obviously. It's not the only war that's happening. We'll touch on that later. I believe you called it Tuesday Night Turmoil that's also taking place. Yeah, Mysterious. it's slowly starting to form. It'll be happening in the next <laughs> few weeks, yeah. Like the alliteration. Uh, so before we get into it, though, like I'm uh, just a fair warning, guys. I'm going to rant quite a few times, I imagine, here. Uh, may upset some people, but I'm I'm going to rant a lot. But before we get into the actual wars and what's happening and what happened and who did what where and all that stuff, uh, I just want to ask you guys a question, uh, and I'll start with you, Mysterious. Why do you watch wrestling? Oh, we're getting deep. Honestly, just I love the the story behind it. I love seeing the athleticism. I love just the creativity that you can do in between a wrestling ring it's unlike anything you've ever seen and just to capture that magic that's what you cling to as you keep watching all right uh, ben what, what about you why do you watch wrestling i want to get like hooked into some big dramatic moment that gets like an actual response out of me like golden lovers reuniting like kenny omega finally beating uh okada for the iwgp heavy title those kind of moments that's you know the big sportsman moments, but you've also got some some drama with characters. Mm-hmm. So a, a sports moment that's that's sort of been built up over time of you following this person struggling and fighting and then achieving their goal. Long, that long kind term of thing. Storytelling that pays off. Long term storytelling that rewards right. the audience for investing in a product. So I agree with you guys on, on both of those. 
And I think the the big thing here that I want to say is I watch wrestling because I like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. I watch wrestling what? because I like wrestling. Now, wrestling to me is very similar to what you guys said. It's long-term storytelling. It's uh, very similar to comic books. I read comic books because I watch these characters grow and change. And yes, I see them. I see them uh, have different takes from different writers and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes, you know, you'll get like a, a, a something you really like, like Dan Slott's Spider-Man. And you'll be like, that's kind of my Spider-Man. And the other Spider-Man, I'm not a huge fan of, but Dan Slott, his run where he had Spider-Man for like five years and just the way Spider-Man grew from a college kid into this young adult and struggling to pay rent and all this sort of stuff and losing friends and, and the stuff that he goes through that you relate to and, and all of these struggles and watching him grow over time and change and, uh, and adapt and wrestling is the same to me, mm-hmm. right? Long form storytelling, watching Daniel Bryan from the Indies through to WWE to that big moment at WrestleMania 30, right? Like, it's it's long form storytelling, episodic, if you will, storytelling. But at the core, I watch wrestling because I like wrestling and I like wrestlers. You guys agree? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the it's the basics. It's it's what you so, want. So instead of starting with the Wednesday Night War, let's start with the thing that's most recent on my mind: SmackDown on Fox. Yes. I felt like as a wrestling fan, as a person who likes wrestling and likes professional wrestlers. I felt like SmackDown on Fox shit on me. How do you guys feel about it? Do you, do you get where I'm coming from? Why I might say that? Well, the their aspect of sports entertainment, trying to package it like a real sports-centric show when WWE is kind of evolved into, some, into an entirely different beast. I can kind of see where you're coming from there. Well, no, it's not that. Like, I enjoyed the presentation. I thought the presentation was great. Okay. I like the new commentary team. I love the new set. The new set was fantastic. The new theme song, I'm not a huge fan of, but it definitely felt like something that would be on a sports, a more sports channel, you know? Like, oh, let's all get pumped up and grab a beer and go out to the sports ball game, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was, it was like my... I, it, I, Compare it to like basketball, right? Because that's my reference. <laughs> but, but no, it's I, I'm not a sports guy necessarily. I'm a storytelling guy. I'm a comic book guy. I'm a yeah. Game of Thrones guy. I'm a Walking Dead guy. I'm I'm a I'm a fandom guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't think WWE respects me, right? Because I'm a wrestling fan. I have a fandom of, say, Kofi Kingston, for example, right? And so Paul Heyman cuts a promo about fake tough guys, right? On Raw, and then on SmackDown, you have Brock Lesnar just destroy Kofi Kingston, who has had a six-month reign on top of SmackDown as the number one guy. Yeah. Now, Brock Lesnar just had a 20-minute competitive match with Seth Rollins, a man who is scared of a guy in a clown mask. Yeah. And then, and then he just five seconds flat dominates Kofi Kingston, takes the championship, and why? So you can bring Cain Velasquez in, and Brock's scared of Cain Velasquez. The angle was good. Don't get me wrong. It's a good mm-hmm. angle. But by running the angle after squashing the WWE champion and 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 taking that title and involving the title in that angle, A, it makes me very curious as to, like, can this even go anywhere with a long-term payoff? I don't think it can. And beyond that, like, 
Like, what the fuck are you doing? You made everyone who has competed on SmackDown in the last six months in that title picture and underneath it, because people underneath obviously aren't good enough to be in the title picture. So the people in the title picture are better than those people. And if the people in the title picture are that fucking shit, it makes everyone look like shit. And it insults me as a wrestling fan. It says, hey, all these guys that you're watching, they're fake tough guys. The only thing that really matters is MMA. This is why I haven't watched WWE for years. So... (laughs) Told you so. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of the fact that Kofi, like, he was just shrugging off the fact that his promos leading up to it, he was shrugging off the, the threat of Brock Lesnar. Just, he wasn't even concerned about it. Wasn't even concerned about, like, oh, maybe I should be, like, preparing. Or just, like, they made him look completely inept. I agree. The storytelling with him after a six-month reign, like, he's been a very strong champion, but he's... Rain has left. Very, I don't think he has. I don't think he's been a strong champion at all. I think the rain has been pretty awful. I think that the money and Kofi the is in the, the rain's been awful. But yeah. in terms of like keeping him looking strong up to this point, he's been looking great. And then all of a sudden, fifteen seconds—that's all it takes. Like less than, and is he? Done. It was five seconds, man. It was literally five it seconds. Was five. Yeah. Oh god. But but it's it's one of those things where like it, Kofi is one of those guys where the money is in the chase, right? What you want from Kofi is the Kofi Mania thing. He wins the title yeah. at WrestleMania. He should have lost it back a month later. Yeah. I don't think he's the guy to be. I don't think Kofi's the guy to be the champion. I think that it should have gone back to AJ or uh, should have gone back to Daniel Bryan or should have gone hot shotted to Dan- uh, AJ Styles or someone like that because uh, Kofi Kingston is the underdog. He is the, the money is in the chase with Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Uh, but but by having him hold the title for six months. Uh, it, it, say Fox wanted Brock to be the champion. Say that's the deal, right? Uh, when we go to SmackDown on Fox, we want Brock to have the title. Okay. Uh, I can understand Fox wanting that. I can understand WWE acquiescing to that because Fox are paying them a billion fucking dollars. But yeah. why would you do it in a way that makes the guy who has been your top guy for six months look like a joke after calling people fake tough guys? He should have gone in there. I'm not a fake tough guy and I'm going to show you that and had a good five minute competitive, at least five minutes competitive match where you thought maybe Kofi was going to beat Brock Lesnar. And then Cain Velasquez doesn't look as tough. I get that. But at least then not everyone else looks like a fucking pathetic loser compared to uh, Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. Interesting to note that they actually had like five, six minutes left. They actually kind of finished early and that five, six minutes they just used for Brock Lesnar to... Oh, is he going to go back in the ring? No, <laughs> just repeatedly. Oh, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. They, no, I'm not. That could have been left for Kofi. Like, just make us believe yeah, yeah. that five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, the guy they spent the entire last segment putting over, he's not even under fucking contract. Isn't he in AAA? What's going on there? Isn't he meant to have another match still? Yeah. It's, but the reports have come out. Like, he showed up on SmackDown, even though he has not yet signed a contract. He's also in talks with AEW. I hope he shows up on AEW next Wednesday just to say, fuck <laughs> you, because they shit all over me. I don't want him in AEW, but the way WWE used him was shitting all over me, and I feel like AEW wouldn't do that. Exactly. Because I feel like, and correct me if I, I feel like AEW respect wrestling fans and they're like hey you guys like wrestling we like wrestling too because we're wrestlers they actually treat <laughs> the fans with respect they actually listen how about that it's uh it's the craziest thing i just i really feel i do it's the, the ending of smackdown has me feeling disrespected as a wrestling Which is a fan. shame 
because the rest of the show was great. It was so, a good show. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a good show, but I just the ending had me feeling disrespected. And the beginning had me feeling like this company is fucking dumb. This company is yeah. dumb. Okay, we're going on to Fox. We're going to advertise The Rock. The Rock is coming back to SmackDown on Fox. The biggest star in the world mm-hmm. is coming back to SmackDown on Fox. Now, I, I, I imagine that there are going to be some people out there that are like, oh, hey, The Rock's coming to SmackDown. I'm going to watch SmackDown for the first time in however many years because it's showing up on Fox, which I get on TV now, right? It's in more homes. So I get Fox. I used to like The Rock. I'm going to watch this. And then you give them The Rock in the first segment of the show? Yeah. Doesn't really give you an accurate representation of what's going on currently. I'm an ex-wrestling fan. Yep. I see that The Rock is going to be on Fox. I'm like, I'm going to check this out. I tune in. I see The Rock come out and make fun of this douchebag in a king costume. I think to myself, <laughs> that guy is a douchebag. Good on you, Rock. And then I, I, I switch the channel. Because there was nothing that made me think, this show is what I used to love. Start the show with Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. Right? What's happened to Buddy? Mate, he's, we haven't seen God him knows. Jeez. Start the show with that. Start the show with uh, Cedric Alexander and fucking Drew Gould. Oh, no, Drew Gould's on 205, right? But start the yeah. show with, with one of those guys. A, a, a good, hotly contested athletic match. Then go into the King Corbin segment with Becky Lynch and The Rock. The argument is, oh, The Rock and Becky Lynch laying the verbal smackdown on, on King Corbin. That gave Becky the rub. I don't think it did. I thought it felt forced. Like, The Rock is more magical when he's not scripted. And this felt very clearly scripted because it was like, oh, now it's Becky's turn to say her line. Now it's The Rock's turn. It didn't feel as authentic as The Rock normally feels. You can tell that they were probably worried that he would call CM Punk. <laughs> no, we're gonna script him. We're gonna script him because we don't want him to call CM Punk. Because you no, know, because the Rock, the Rock's still in the whole STD, STD, right? Uh, like the whole uh-huh. super tough dude. You're a super tough dude, and then he lets mm-hmm. Becky Lynch take the line of "Yeah, you're an STD." Oh, I think that's gonna stick with you. Whereas if it was just the Rock, and this is no offense to Becky Lynch, it's just the fact that they obviously wanted to put the rub on Becky Lynch, so they put her out there with him, and they scripted it so that it was. Uh, comfortable for everyone because that's the environment she's used to i guess but it it definitely felt scripted whereas if it was just the rock out there it wouldn't feel scripted because you know he'd be like yeah you're a super tough dude no 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 std right like and it would feel natural if that makes sense yeah i totally get that like i i did enjoy this segment but you can tell it it didn't live up to what you expected from the rock coming back and it didn't build to anything it didn't there's there's no no long-term storytelling there. Uh, and let's go back yeah. to the, the championship. Okay. Brock Lesnar's the champion now, again. You know, we've seen mm. this before. The idea here is you have this monster that can't be beat, and then finally someone beats him, and it puts him over. Uh, Seth Rollins finally beat him, but did it put Seth Rollins over? Mm, not right now, no. <laughs> no, because Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston on top after Mania saw decline in ratings and decline in everything, decline in all measurable aspects of business. WWE has gone down since WrestleMania, which, you know, you expect to an extent, but, like, Seth Rollins is not over, and now they've got him crying in a corner uh, about a guy in a clown mask, you know? Twice in one week. And, I don't know, Vince's new idea to get 
people over long term is by you know cucking them. Mm-hmm. I guess because <laughs> on Raw, Alana and Bobby Lashley are are just making out uh, and it, right in front of Rusev, and Rusev's just standing there with his mouth open, like, "Oh, oh, that's my He's- wife." You see the thing with Randy Orton and Baron Corbin, like, ringside, like, uh, uh, right next to them, and they're on camera frame, but people recorded them. They're just trying so hard not to piss themselves laughing. <laughs> I saw the thing where Randy Orton said the N-word on Twitch. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Uh, I White think, guy. I think, don't do it. I think he wants you to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went, Apparently, people who were watching the stream said that he went quiet for the rest of the stream. <laughs> like he yeah. he realized like shit I fucked up. <laughs> I've had too many drinks. Uh, uh that's not good. Uh don't say the n-word. Well, Vince McMahon say it and <laughs> He Orton. said it on national television. Yeah, international television. Yeah. I oh, I, wow. I loved um like when we talked about this yesterday Ben just like you're going to hit the the uh press conference the next day randy orton is responsible for his own actions that's it <laughs> that's what they any any time drink driving that's what yeah. they said with jeff hardy right because he got arrested again for driving mm-hmm. whilst impaired yep yeah uh, they said it about the what are the twins oh the usos the usos yeah yeah, yeah they're responsible yeah, for their own actions yeah that's it's the press release they said for jeff hardy as well it's uh yeah. it's a bit funny it's a bit funny but uh, I, I don't know man smackdown uh i felt like because as well they they advertised stone cold they advertised undertaker none of these people were there not stone cold was in like a pre-recorded video a lot of the stars they said would be there they were like in the crowd yeah rick flair and segments. hogan were in the crowd right yeah, and uh, Undertaker just flat out not there. It's uh, it's a it's a little insulting. I, I do, but it was a good show. The ladder match was dope. Uh, which mm-hmm. you know you don't expect to say that about Shane McMahon match uh these days because he's he's sort of uh peaked maybe I don't know what the word is, but like I haven't had as much enjoyment out of Shane McMahon lately. But uh, this was a good match. This was a good plunder match. Well, he finally got his comeuppance, so that kind of fed into it as well. So yeah. finally off our TV. You talked about that five minutes they had left at the end. They could have given that to Seth and Shinsuke too, because that was a pretty dope match. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that gone longer rather than uh, all of a sudden, again, Bray Wyatt just uh, attacks Seth Rollins. Yeah, you know, that yeah. could have opened the show. That could have opened the show in, uh, before um, uh, before Brock and that and give it, uh, uh, sorry, before The Rock and, and give it, uh, a couple of minutes because I feel like those two uh, with a with a good good lengthy match that can hook in people who are like I, I used to like wrestling right mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not I'm not as as uh, sour on the fiend thing as a lot of people are but I I'm also I'm not as hot on it as some other people are yeah I can see anymore that. Like, well they have to they have to they're like putting him into the universal title picture and. Now WWE are in the point where they're like, oh, everyone likes The Fiend. Now they're going to they're really like putting it in there. They haven't bashed you over the hand with it just yet, Yeah, but it's getting up there. But the skits are getting a little bit hokey. A little bit. Like sometimes they're good, other times they're very much not so. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, overall, though, the rating came in and they did 3.8 million, just under 4 million viewers overall it's like twice as much as they usually do yeah almost twice as much as they usually do which i i guess you'd consider that a win but they did 4.2 million in the first 15 minutes so they lost 0.6 they lost 600,000 viewers as soon as the rock went off air yeah would they have so lost like, that many viewers if they had a hot match to start with 
then The Rock, would people have gone, that was a hot match. I want to see if there's any other good matches. Yeah. You know, that's it, that's my it, thinking. I just, I don't know how you waste The Rock in the first segment when he's the big draw card. Like, maybe he, like, pressed for time. Like, maybe that's all they could really, they couldn't get him for any, any much longer than that. They couldn't stay for the rest of the show. Yeah. I, I don't know. But so they did They did good numbers, and uh, they did good numbers in demo, which is the important thing. In demo, uh, they, they want that, that coveted, you know, 18 to 34, 18 to 49. Those two demographics are the, the demographics that uh, advertisers mm-hmm. want. You know, no one cares about mm-hmm. anyone over 50. And no one cares about people <laughs> under 18 because they don't have money yet. So it's all about the 18 to 49 and more importantly, the 18 to 34. And uh, SmackDown killed it here. And uh, they they normally, like WWE lately have been sucking with that demographic. And this is something we're going to talk about with the Wednesday Night War in detail uh, because I think it's it's going to be the decider. And it's it's that that 18 to 34 and 18 to 49 demographic is is a big big thing for advertisers and smackdown did well here but my thinking is i i don't think they can retain it and i think you you may no. you may get a good number next week too i think it'll drop i think it'll definitely drop next week because i don't think i think the show was good i don't think it was good enough to retain viewers especially in that youth audience and some people say oh well the youth audience is just you know short attention spans now but i disagree man I disagree because uh, look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You want to tell me that we have a short attention span when we just we just uh, celebrated the end of a twelve year story? Yeah, and like you could tell, like you hear the stories after SmackDown, just fans were chatting AEW because they were pissed off about what had transpired. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think that uh, you, you know I don't think that WWE can capture that youth market. I think they have a real problem speaking to young people today uh specifically young men they need and and they're not they're not getting them they're just not getting them and I, and I don't think they can and I don't think what they gave us on smackdown will keep that audience so I think next week we're going to see a drop probably down to like uh 3 million flat you know I think it'll be quite a drop like 3.2 3 million 3.2 because it's the draft right you got the draft yeah and then the week yeah. after the draft uh it might stay steady around the 3 million as people see how the draft plays out and what it means, we might stay steady around three million. But then I think it's going to drop back off, and I think by by uh, you know a month's time, two months' time, WWE is going to be right back where they were, only pulling in two million viewers each week and being like, "What's going on?" That's how I see it going with the product we're getting. Yeah, absolutely, and you can tell if Vince Man could, he'd be out there like like in Steve Buscemi style, just like evening fellow kids, just trying to figure out exactly <laughs> what's going on. Like, why am I not hip anymore? If he could, he would. The thing is, he's got but... a tool in his arsenal. Paul Heyman, uh, yeah. he's got this... Uh, Paul Heyman listens. Yeah. He listens. He's got a yeah. company called Heyman Hustle, right? And mm-hmm. what he would do is, in New York, right, he would go and, and have, like, he, they would just bring in kids off the street, right? Mm-hmm. And and sit down with kids and be like, what's cool lately? What are you guys doing? What apps are you using? What music are you listening to? What shows are you watching? What shoes do you like? Yeah. Like yeah. he, he literally like he, he holds like these little convention, not convention. What's the word? Like focus groups, right? Yeah. He holds like a reverse focus group instead of being like, here's this thing. Do you like it? What do you like about it? Blah, blah, blah. He brings people in and he's like, what do you like? We want to know. And so he actually has his finger somewhat on the pulse. And he's the secret weapon that Vince has in his arsenal. If Vince wants to unleash that and listen to it, uh, which I don't think he is, 
because although you know the whole cuckolding thing on Raw, it's kind of out of the ECW playbook as well. I, I will say. Uh, so it's probably <laughs> it just probably feeds into his sense of humor. Just like as long as he cucks at least one or two stars for Vince McMahon, then Paul Heyman can do whatever else he wants with the roster. Yeah, that's Vince McMahon's favorite wrestling hold, by the way, the cuck hold. Oh my god. <laughs> I stole that from a meme. That is not my joke. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the numbers for SmackDown were good, and the numbers for Raw this week were good as well. But they peaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raw was more the 50 and over demographic, and they peaked with Hogan and Flair. Um, yeah, which, unsurprisingly, yeah. The, there's no money in that long term. We talked about long term storytelling, right? There's There's no money in these things long term. No, like, oh, the story, 30 years in the making between these two senior citizens. God. <laughs> well, and it's all going to fucking Saudi Arabia, too. All this shit's going to Saudi Arabia. I know, yeah. Kane Velasquez and, and Brock Lesnar, they're having their match at, at Crown Jewel, at Saudi Arabia. That's the, that's the rumor, yeah. So I'm not going to watch it anyway, right? Because I don't watch no. any of the shit they do for blood money. No. So, so <laughs> I don't know. I wh- Where do you think the story, like, what happens with, with Brock Lesnar and and Cain Velasquez. Does Cain Velasquez win the WWE title in his first ever match? I don't like. I don't see this story. I don't know why it needs to involve the title. No, like, that's that, the that's, big thing. No, it doesn't need the title. It was a great angle. It was a brilliant, brilliant angle. Amazing money match. Definitely worth booking. Just don't have the title involved. Don't shit on everyone else. You know. And like, and Cain Velasquez, like he is growing as a wrestler like with the work he's doing he's got potential yeah yeah he does but if you put a title on him like he's going to he's not going to be seen as a wrestler he's going to still be seen as the former ufc heavyweight champion he's he's got potential he's not ready for main event prime time uh you know cable television as a wrestler he's not he's just not uh, his little promo that he did on wwe.com exclusive with Rey mysterio it wasn't good either like i don't know there's just He's got an aura about him. What about people talking about his body? Like, oh, he looks out of shape. Are you a fucking idiot? No. (laughs) No. He trains to kill people. I guarantee you that man is in better shape than any of us. Well, I I bench pressed 128.5 kilos twice today, so I've got a head start on you guys. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, here's the thing. He would still kill you. <laughs> yeah, well, then you'll go to yeah. jail for manslaughter. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can see redeeming this story, and I, it's not going to happen. I just don't believe it will happen. If it does, I will gladly eat my words. But the only thing to me that redeems this story is if the story drags out a little and Matt Riddle gets involved and Matt Riddle topples them both and sends them sends them packing because they're part-timers. Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar and Matt Riddle, because Matt Riddle is a guy who has earned his stripes with me. He has earned his stripes with the wrestling fan who likes wrestling and likes wrestlers, which is what brings it back to the question I asked you guys in the beginning, right? You're watching wrestling to see wrestlers, not Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. boxing guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyson Fury with Braun Strowman. That's where it's going to go. That's where it's going to go. Braun Strowman is going to beat Tyson Fury at Crown Jewel, right? While Cain Velasquez beats Brock Lesnar, and then Braun Strowman is going to beat Cain Velasquez, and that's there we we put over Braun Strowman, and it's like no, he beat a boxing guy no one cares about, and a UFC guy who's going to leave straight away. Honestly, never even heard of Tyson Fury before. (laughs) Yeah, he's the Gypsy King. More more British. 
Yeah, is he? British British boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a boxing champion. But but again, you like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right? that's why I don't watch WWE. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Who gives a shit about Tyson Fury? Who gives a shit about Cain Velasquez? I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio. I don't care if he's you're familiar. I would have I would have popped more if Rey Mysterio came out yeah, and be beat cool. the shit out of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I don't care if I, like, bring a, I don't care out. if you need a fucking chainsaw to do it. Just do it yourself. We got Cain Velasquez for it. Dominic, Makes you look pathetic. like Rey Mysterio is a wrestling legend. A legend. In the sport of professional wrestling. But th- but he's not good oh. enough? Remember last week with Nacho Libre? Clearly not. Vince McMahon hates professional wrestling. <laughs> Vince McMahon hates professional wrestling. I feel like Triple H still likes professional wrestling. So I feel like there's hope in this company. There is hope in this company. And I know this is a narrative as old as time now at this point, but NXT is still good. Let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else from SmackDown and Raw you want to touch on? Because I know there's a lot that we didn't talk about, but like I feel like the overall picture is Vince McMahon hates pro wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan who likes wrestling and wrestlers, WWE is not the place for you. I think, well, kind of SmackDown, kind of not. Like the the promise that 205 Live would be recording just straight after it. <laughs> they canceled that canceled as well. They just canceled it. <laughs> yeah. No 205 Live this week. None of the best wrestling that you'll see this week. It's not happening. No idea what's happening with that in that front. I think they're folding um, the Cruiserweights into NXT because they've they've called it, it, on NXT this week. They called the Cruiserweight Championship the NXT Cruiserweight title. Yeah. So. And they're going to have Leah Rush face against um, Gulak yeah. for this week's NXT. Which will be a yeah, brilliant yeah. match. It will. Absolutely. And if WWE want to capture the youth audience, that's a good match. Leah Rush is someone. Leo Rush, Ricochet, um, Street Profits. These are people who can capture the youth market. Uh, who else? F- uh, Forgotten Sons, maybe a little, uh, as heels. Like, NXT is probably the only shot they have at capturing the youth market, but they're not doing it. That's the big story coming out of the Wednesday Night Wars, is they got smashed. Which, like, unsurprisingly, because if like, you, you kind of need them to lose this week, if nothing else, for them to try and be better for the weeks to come because if WWE ever if they actually did win this week then it'd just be like oh that's our job done like we just keep doing what we're doing they got smashed in the ratings and I knew when I when I woke up on Friday morning I was like I bet the ratings are coming in by now and I open up the app and I see WWE's statement was the first thing I saw WWE's statement and as soon as I saw that statement I was like oh oh it's it's bad they're trying to get ahead of this Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah does anyone have the statement in front of them does anyone have it no. Uh, can, no, no, not in front of it me. It was no. something to the effect of, we congratulate AEW on their successful premiere, uh, and the real winners here are the fans. Like, that's where you get it. The real winners. The real When winners. did they give a fuck about the fans? <laughs> the real winners here are the fans. Well, no, I feel like this is somewhat Triple H's attitude. I do. Yes. I don't feel like this is, uh, but but this is spin. This is them getting ahead of the message. Um, and before the news broke of the ratings, and they're like, yeah, uh, the real winners for Wednesday night from now on are the fans because we're committed to uh to the long haul to making this a, a great show, whatever it was. Uh, and the wrestling fans are going to get good wrestling. And uh, and then they were like, it's a marathon, not a sprint, which was kind of saying, look, we have resources and we're here for the long haul. But the thing is, so are AEW from the looks of things. So. 
uh, you know, Tony Khan was on the Wade Keller podcast and he, he couldn't go into the details of their TNT deal, but he said that they're on, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're on a long-term deal with TNT. So I'm thinking they've probably got a TV deal for five years locked down. Yeah, without question. And we talk about the, the demographic, the 18 to 49, mm. like AW, like they kick their ass. Like, and the, ironically, the 50 plus bracket, that's the only bracket that NXT and WWE actually won this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Which, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. But I, I just want to say uh, with Tony Khan on the Wade Keller podcast, it, it, talking about the TNT deal, they were, they were hoping for 500,000 viewers. That's the number TNT wanted. Oh, okay. And they got triple what TNT wanted. So TNT are very happy. AEW are very happy. Uh, and mm-hmm. from what I can tell, the fans have been very happy. I I don't think yeah. AEW on Dynamite on TNT was a perfect show by any measuring standard. But what I think it was, no, work out the king. what I think it was, was a show of force of this is what our TV is going to look like. Because it didn't, it didn't feel like a special show. It felt like a television wrestling show, a wrestling show on TV, right? Mm-hmm. NXT, it felt like a takeover. NXT stacked the deck. They had the first 30 minutes ad-free, right? Yeah. And this is because they have a long-standing relationship with USA. So they have some sway with USA, and they can do some things like get a 15-minute overrun so that when AEW on TNT finishes, fans switch the channel and watch the last 15 minutes of NXT because they ran long right? So they have mm-hmm. advantages. And if you, you like, they pulled out every trick in the book. They even had wrestling media. We weren't invited, but they had wrestling media at the performance center the day before. So any last minute hype for AEW was squashed, right? Because all of the wrestling media were writing stories about the, today we toured the performance center and this is what we saw. Check out this thing from the performance center. How great is WWE, right? So WWE have all the advantages in the world and they pulled out every trick they had in the book, putting on a takeover style card. Didn't help. And they still lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the drawing board, boys. <laughs> uh, now, you guys watched both shows? Yes. I've watched both shows, yeah. How about you, Ben? Uh, no, uh, just AEW for me. Oh, uh, you did, AEW didn't watch AEW. NXT? No, no, no. I don't watch that stuff. Uh, got a question <laughs> about AEW, though. Will they release numbers of, like, who bought, like, the overseas, the Fight TV numbers? Will they say, like, so many people... Uh, have like the uh, AEW Plus and the, or just buying a one-off episode like I did. I'm sure um, Dave Meltzer or someone will be able to give those yeah. out like, probably like later it, on in the next few I think few that weeks, sort but... of thing takes longer to get. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how that, how those numbers add to the, uh, you know, the viewership numbers. Yeah. Well, I think that they, mm-hmm. the, internationally, AEW is the clear winner because they had it live on TV in the UK, live on TV. Or, no, it was not live in Canada, but uh, everywhere where it wasn't live had the option of watching on Fight TV. Um, so like when you look at the social media trends on Wednesday night in America, AEW trended number one. Uh, mm-hmm. In uh, America, NXT trended around number eight. Right. So that was the first indication that AEW were going to win the ratings was the social media buzz. AEW was smashing it. Uh, worldwide, AEW trended number three. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. WWE didn't, tra- NXT didn't trend at all worldwide. In Australia, AEW was a number one trend. NXT was nowhere on the list. Uh, so globally, 
AEW one Wednesday night as well. Like it, it's it's a huge because here's the thing. WWE was so focused on counter-programming the TNT deal. Like, oh, these guys are on TNT. We need to get NXT onto USA immediately. And they focused so much on that part of things and getting onto USA ahead of time that they completely neglected the rest of the world. It's interesting that it trended number one in Australia, seeing that the only way we had to watch it was with Fight TV. Yeah, but also it was 11 o'clock in the morning, so most people are at work. Um, so not a lot of people are tweeting. <laughs> I, I had <laughs> social media blackout, which was killing me all day. <laughs> so I'd wait till like 13 hours after the fact to be able to watch the show. Oh, no, not yeah. 13 hours. Yeah, it was, it was in the evening anyway. Yeah. In the evening, yeah. But uh, so so what did you think of the show, Ben? I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, pack first page was the highlight. Really enjoyed that match. And then, you know, the main event and the angles that, that happened with the Jack Hager, Jake Hager or Jack? Jake, Jake, Jake Hager. Hager, yeah. yeah. I was always, Formerly yeah, Jack Swagger. I was a fan yeah. of Jack Swagger to a certain extent. Like, he never did anything to make me dislike him. But uh, yeah, like the spot through the glass table, I don't, did you just overview of the, the event or are you going like blow by blow? No, I, we're just we're just talking broad okay. strokes here. So, I mean, for me, I, I thought Riho and Nyla was the match of the mm-hmm. night. Like that, that match amazed me. N- Nyla's flip onto those chairs, dude. Oh, <laughs> crash bang. Oh, ugly, ugly. And catching Riho midair. Also the fact that multiple matches on the night ended without finishes. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, Cody beats Sammy after Sammy tries a shooting star press. Cody gets the knees up and then rolls him. Right. It, it really gives me that feel of, uh, again, I'm watching a wrestling show. Matches can finish out of it. Mm. Nowhere. A finisher guarantees a finish. Well, should because I'm I'm pretty sure Sammy kicked out of a few finishes, but <laughs> but you know uh, matches can finish out of anywhere, which is part of the excitement of live wrestling, right? What did you think of the commentary? Because I thought Jr. was this is the best I've heard Jr. in years. Him and Shivani just had a good old time catching up, and we just happened to be it's there. Been, it's, it's, been, uh, um, it's been improving since he's been working in AEW. Like, every AEW show, I feel like JR has gotten better as he's getting more into the product, and now he's going to be there weekly for however long he's going to be there. And I don't know, hearing him and Tony Shivani, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the commentary. I thought the overall presentation was great. It felt different to WWE, uh, which is important, mm-hmm. but it still looked incredibly major league. Like, when the first shot... Like they had the video package, of course, to open the show, but then they had Cody and, Sammy. and uh, Cody and Sammy, and they started with the chandelier thing that's been on all their shows, lifting up into the air, and Cody and Brandy coming up from under the stage, and the smoke, and the crowd popped huge for Cody, like he's the most over guy in that particular arena, and it just it felt like I'm watching something big time. The thing I don't like about AEW, it does feel like a vanity project for. Cody Rhodes because I don't like his matches at all. I like the one good match that I've really liked is against Kota Ibushi wow, okay. from Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago, but every other match they're just putting me to sleep. Is it more like the athleticism you're not a fan of? Like he can have a wrestling match, guy. like you know he's not botching moves and all that sort of stuff. But I there's I can never get into it. I don't know what it is. There's sometimes there's just some people that you can't, like I can't get into <laughs> yeah. a Yoshihashi match. <laughs> yeah. Like I just can't. Oh god. Mm. Like you know, um or Tai Chi as well. 
right? Like, I just can't get into Tai Chi. Like, there's there's some people. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who's a bit a bit bigger. That for a long time I could not get into Shawn Michaels. Right? Okay. I've I've admitted that I'm wrong about Shawn Michaels in retrospect. But when I was younger, I was just not a fan of Shawn Michaels. There was just something about him where I was like, eh, his matches, I, I just don't see it. Uh, and everyone else loved him, and I didn't. And so that's fine. Like I, I get that. But you can uh, accept, right, that when you see him come out and do his yeah, thing, he's a but star. It just feels like it's all orchestrated to make him a star, where it's like, yeah. yes, you, I've, I've hitched my wagon to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and you're going to fucking cheer for me because we made this company and we're going against WWE. You're going to cheer for me. And it's, and then you've got to watch, then you've got to watch a Cody Rhodes match. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I enjoy I enjoy Cody Rhodes matches. I, I, I again, this is one of those things. Like, I enjoy the way he tells his stories. Um, I can't even explain it necessarily. It's just like I, as I watch it, I tend to feel things more when I'm watching Cody matches. Like his match with with uh, Dustin was incredible. Yeah, well, that was like the old school blood, blood bath. So he he made me enjoy a match with Nick Aldis. Yeah, yeah just think of all in yeah, Magnus like Ben Magnus. <laughs> Yeah, the other person is Chris Jericho. I don't want to see Chris Jericho ever again in New Japan. <laughs> and now, now again, the Cody versus Jericho match. So I'm just, oh, I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna see him in New Japan. It's gonna happen. He'll be at the dome. But yeah, uh, Jericho, uh, Jer- again, Jericho is just. I think there's a case for Jericho being the greatest of all time. WCW. Yes, we, we talked about this before the show. Please don't um, make me hear no, it again. <laughs> I'm going through it again. WCW, WWF, WWE, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now AEW uh, music career. Let's just talk about the wrestling. Just the wrestling. Has anyone in the history of wrestling gotten over in more places? Uh, territory era doesn't count because yes, they were getting over in more places, but it was still just America. I, you know what I mean? So like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like if you get over in WWE, you got over in all the territories. Does that make sense? Anyway, has anyone ever gotten over in more places, more over in more places than Chris Jericho? You're going to have to give me time to think about this because I, I, I will fight you. <laughs> and also against more odds too. Yeah. I, I mean, you've got guys like uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Like they've gone through like your ring of honors, your TNAs to get yeah, to Did Jericho ever now. make it big in TNA? It- Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, AJ Styles, I think there's an argument for him too, like with TNA, then a New Japan. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously WWE, but, I, but you got to look at Jericho was in the peak era as well with WCW and WWF. Yeah. And he was a, he was a, a hot name who would have expected Jericho, Jericho got himself that universal, uh, that, that, uh, com- you know, when he held the two championships, was that when they combined into the universal? Undisputed. Yeah, undisputed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Undisputed. That's the, the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, he, he earned that. Like he, he got to that point. No one wanted him there. Was, he was never I was the choice. Go train when that happened. I was. Don't worry. I was. I was all on board at that point. Yeah, and he's gotten more stuff over. Like he got a little bit of the bubbly over. He got the list over. He got it. Just the word it. He got a word over it. I regret bringing up Jericho now. Jesus. I really think he's. I really think there's a case for him being the greatest of all time. I was a Triple H guy when I was younger. Uh, but I think I think you know when when all is said and done at the end of the day I think we're going to look at Jericho and be like wow he was he was really something special like he was better than Ric Flair he was better than Hulk Hogan he was better than all these guys I don't know I 
He's still going. I really think I really think we will at, at one point. But anyway, uh, AEW won the ratings. Um, that that main event angle with Jake Hager. That's the one thing I'll say about AEW was there was a lot of run-ins and attacks. Yeah, it was like very it was very chaotic, WCW. Very, yeah. It doesn't even disqualify yeah. when uh, Ambrose, not Ambrose uh, yeah. Moxley came out. Like, Moxley. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Why was that not a disqualification? Yeah, it was like blatant right in front of him. So, oh, yeah, like why not take him out before the match? Take him out before the match, and then have the Bucks go. No, those guys attacked us. We're having this match. Oh, we don't care if Kenny's not here. We want LAX. We want Chris Jericho, and and have the match. You know what I mean? Like, why not do it before the match instead of like just ignoring your rules? Yeah, like you have referee's discretion, but that can only go so far when like Moxley's like <laughs> right in the ring. Yeah, and, and just takes takes a competitor completely out of the match. Uh, but also, how good was Kenny grabbing the mop? Come on, yeah, the crowd was up obviously. Was, yeah, yeah, the cleaner. Just, I love that. Little... <laughs> yeah, the crowd were clued in. Everyone was keen on it. Like this is a, that's the thing is it's attracting a crowd of people who want to be wrestling fans. This is what I want to talk about with AEW and their ratings wins. So uh, they obviously, like you alluded to, Mysterious, they smashed it overall, but specifically those key demos. Uh, well, the only demo that NXT won was over 50s, right? Mm-hmm. But the key demos, they absolutely smashed it. They gained teenage girls uh, throughout the show, specifically the Riho and uh, Nyla match gained teenage girls. And those are that's a hard market to gain in. Like, it, it just doesn't happen. Should we talk about how that match kind of got spoiled a little bit? <laughs> Jason Muse, <laughs> oh, like, Instagram live. Go ahead. <laughs> like, like, so on, um, so before the before match, the show. you had uh, Jason Muse, before the show, Jason Muse was doing a live stream. It was on Instagram or Twitch. Hey, man, I'm backstage with Kevin, Kevin Smith. We're doing Snoochie Moochie. Yeah. <laughs> Promoting the Jane Silent Bob reboot, and in the background is Riho getting her photo op like as the new women's champion, and then backstage are trying to say like, "Oh, don't worry, we take photos of both the women just in case someone, <laughs> in case either of them win," and just like they try, what are they telling us like, "This is why no one is back here." You idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit awkward. Uh, I love Jason Mewes. But that's that all right. Tony Khan spoiled some shit too. Cause I don't know at the end of the show, it looked like Jericho has a stable, right? Cause Jake Hager comes out and he attacks Cody and stuff. And then out comes Dustin. Then Sammy comes out and evens the score. And so you got Jericho directing traffic with LAX, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Right. And it definitely looked like a stable, mm-hmm. especially when you take into account the thing that happened in the first segment of the night where Cody goes for the uh, handshake with Sammy Guevara. And then, well, Sorry, Sammy goes for the handshake with Cody, right? He initiated it, and then in comes Jericho yep. from behind, and then Cody, uh, Sammy just walks off like, oh, eh. it was kind of a, me, yeah, it was kind problem. of a setup, and uh, we figure out by the end of the show they're working together, and Jericho has a new stable. But you know, it's a bit of a question, like, is it a stable? And then in the post media scrum, uh, Tony Khan's just like, yeah, how about you know Jericho and his new stable? And then someone in the in the media was like, oh, so it's a stable? It's, and he's like, well, I, I mean. It looked like it to me. You tell me. What did it look like to you? They looked good together, didn't they? They looked organized. And I'm just like, foot <laughs> firmly in mouth. Hilarious. Bless yeah, so <laughs> You had to expect some kind of confusion, like some error. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna stumble a yeah. bit. But it was overall, it felt like a show that respected wrestling fans. And here's the thing. That key demographic, that 18 to 39, 
I'm in that demographic. Both of you are in that demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys, but just from me watching the way the world works and from me watching, you know, what things are successful and what things aren't and what things attract me and don't, uh, fandom is a big thing in our demographic, right? In our age group, right? Yeah. I'd especially say in the younger, the 18 to 34, fandoms are huge. Like, you can almost, like, you know, if you're on dating sites, right? It's almost a, a, a it's, it's a pretty solid first question. Like, oh, what's what's your biggest fandom? Oh, right? You got people that are that are in the Pokemon fandom. You got people that are in uh, the Walking Dead fandom, Star Wars fandom, Harry Potter fandom, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel fandom. Like, fandoms are huge. Comic Con is a giant industry built on fandoms. Wrestling fans are the same people that are into all these other fandoms, right? And we just want to be respected and, and you know, we have our canon, we have our law, we have the things that – we just want to be respected as fans of this thing. And AEW are doing that. They've got comics out now. Like, it's the, the crossover appeal. And oh, they're at Comic-Con. Did you see the angle from. with Jericho right. and Cody? Yeah. I did. I love the MJF wearing uh, Jericho's uh, face paint. <laughs> That's a returning joke, like because Jer- uh, at the Starcasts he got banned from Starcast, mm-hmm. right? Because remember yeah. at the first Starcast, I was telling you guys after All In, like he he would he was there were stories from fans of him going up to them, being like, "Hey, idiot, what's your name? Yeah, cool, you're buying my shirt," and he would like he would take their PayPal, right? He would take their phone, PayPal himself money, and then throw his shirt at them. <laughs> Like, what a fucking heel this guy is. And so he got banned from StarCast. And then he uh, he would dress up. He would cosplay. And then and go into the, uh, the, the panels and ask questions in cosplay. It's, so it's, it's, a, re- just, yeah. it's a recurring work. joke. And so he shows up at the Comic-Con and he's he's doing the... He's dressed up in Jericho cosplay almost. I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, so uh, Jericho and Cody had a bit of a brawl during a panel. But they're having panels. I mean, WWE do panels and stuff too, but they don't engage that Comic-Con audience. They don't engage their fandom the same way AEW do. WWE, when they engage their fandom, look at Access. It's just, give me your money, give me your money, give me your money, give me your money, right? It's all a money grab with WWE. It doesn't feel like genuine uh genuine you know between the fans and wrestlers connections you can tell like wwe is a corporation and AEW is just like it you have the whole moxley like for the, for the boys by the by the boys mon- well it's mantra. not just that though like it feels a- like that AEW, like kenny omega is a nerd the yeah. young bucks are in specific fandoms just- cody is a nerd cody is in specific fandoms right uh you mm-hmm. It's and he's been a part of it with the Arrowverse and stuff, and felt that how you build those connections with the fans, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a very real and important thing with that youth demographic for them to feel like the people who are doing the thing that they want. I enjoy watching this thing. I want to know that the people who are doing this thing also enjoy that thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 we. Yeah, I don't connect to Jon Snow if the guy playing Jon Snow doesn't connect to Jon Snow, if he doesn't believe in it as much as the fans do. It's it's such a tricky thing, but Mm -hmm. all I can – and I can't necessarily put right into words exactly 
how they're doing it, but it feels like we're being respected more and it feels like they understand how to capture that that and that's their target market because the WWE fans are dying 50 plus right and the AEW yeah. fans uh they're getting fans that are 17 and younger to tune in and those are the fans that are going to carry them you want to talk about a marathon not a sprint you're going to need some youngins <laughs> you know who's who's more yeah, likely to win a marathon really at this point jungle boy or AJ Styles. AJ Styles is almost 50. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, you need young fans. You need young talent. AEW are really... They're going to smash it in that youth market. And that's what's going to drive 42. a boom it's in professional wrestling. And WWE may get lucky. WWE may get a oh. flow on from it. But, I was thinking, shit, is he really nearly 50? Well, I was exaggerating for the like, sake of my point. Like, he's got 20 years on him. He's I was, got 20 years on him, so yeah. I I was yeah. I was exaggerating for the sake of my point, but you get what I'm saying. And I know awesome. AEW, before anyone jumps on me and gets out, don't at me, okay? I know Jericho's old. Jericho old, right? We're going to get we're gonna get skits on NXT of Jericho old and uh, billionaire, billionaire Khan. <laughs> Yep. Remember the billionaire Ted promos? Blood and, blood and guts. We'll throw all that in. Yep. I don't know, man. NXT was a really good show, though. That's the thing. NXT, uh, in it terms was. of bell yeah. to bell, NXT was better. And you had, like, to cap the start the night, you had Finn Balor to end the night. Yes, yeah, so Champa's back at Finn Balor. As of now... Finn Balor is NXT. That's another way they stacked the deck. They're they're already bringing main roster stars onto the show before they got their ass kicked. How long till Roman Reigns shows up? Seriously. Serious question. (laughs) Now that they got their ass kicked, I'm just saying. It's going to be more important to see how things go in the following weeks. But NXT, yeah, bell to bell, much better show. But in terms of storytelling, I felt like AEW set way more things up. You had the SCU uh, and uh, SEO and Lucha Brothers thing. You had uh, Private Party and Angelico and Jack Evans. Oh, wait, while we're on AEW, what did you guys think of Kevin Smith and, and Jason Mewes in the crowd? I like the little, um, I like the reporter Nothing from actually me. Like, going up. I know who they the are. Chat. I haven't I, watched those I, movies. The segment was a little bit corny, I didn't dislike I, it. You expect that from Jay and Silent Bob, so I enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Kevin Smith got me into podcasts, you know, with his Smodcast uh, series. But uh, I'm I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I I like Jay and Silent Bob, obviously. I'm excited for the movie. But what I liked most about it, it wasn't a hokey backstage comedy skit. They did that on Twitter with Joey Janela, where (laughs) he went up to them and they were in character as Jay and Silent Bob. And he's like, hey, you guys, you know, hang out outside the quick stuff. And he's like, hey, aren't you Joey from Asbury Park? Didn't. Didn't Bob? Didn't you bang his sister? <laughs> like it was, and they were in character, and it was great, snooty boochies. But <laughs> it was when they were actually on the show. It wasn't a hokey comedy bit. It was, uh, it was an interview, right? They're like, "You got a movie coming out, yeah. You got a interview. movie coming out." And then Kevin yeah. Smith, the fucking master that he is, he was like, "Yeah, I do. I, I don't want to talk about that though. Yeah, the movie. It's coming out October seventeenth, but." Did you see Cody and Sammy? How good was that? He put over the product. My boy put over the product. Like, he's a fucking pro. He was there to be like, nah, man, I'm here to help you guys. How fucking good was what we just saw? 
it's, it was incredible. And like they showed, they chose them to unveil their tag team titles online. They even like, use great. celebrities right. Yeah. I can't wait for Joe Manganiello versus MJF. I can't wait for it. Oh my god. Can you imagine? When, when Stephen Amell was coming in to work with Stardust, I was like, this is going to be shite. It wasn't. I actually was pleasantly surprised by it. But like when a celebrity is coming into uh, WWE, I tend to be like, uh... But at this point, just from the brief things they've done already, I'm like, I kind of trust you guys to do this. I'm just waiting for Stephen Amell to come back. Oh, yeah, because he did all in, like, didn't he? With me. Yeah, yeah, with heels and like coming out and just, yeah, yeah. And you got Kia Stevens with glow. Like maybe we'll get we'll get a glow match against some of the Joshi girls. Like I'm actually Bring thinking like AEW can do mainstream crossover things uh, in a way that's not cringy and gross. Shock and horror, yeah. Because it can be done. It can be. You just have to be respectful to the thing that you are. It feels like Vince McMahon is ashamed of what he is. He is. He hates pro wrestling. Yeah. Why do you think he's doing the XFL? Yeah, well, hope he wants, he wants before he dies. He wants to be known as something other than a pro wrestling promoter. Let's let's talk about the good, uh, the good WWE. Let's talk about NXT. Because, uh, like I said, Bell to Bell, it was a better show. You had, Finn, like you said, Finn Balor return. Uh, opened the show with Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. I thought Matt Riddle was going to win. I was wrong. I was wrong. I hope mm-hmm. that means he's going to main I roster to-, <laughs> to, to, to redeem the UFC story, but he won't. You know, Crown Jewel, non-canon, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, um, that match was incredible, though. It was it was a phenomenal match. Uh, in terms of, like, I personally enjoyed, like, uh, Sammy and Cody more. It captured my attention more, and it felt like the atmosphere felt bigger on AEW than it did on NXT. And that's partly because NXT's in a smaller room. But, yeah, it was, uh, the, the mm-hmm. match was incredible. Yeah, but it's like you mentioned. It just it felt like a takeover, which is not a it bad did, but thing. Also, some of it was but... like just like Johnny Johnny Wrestling versus Shane Thorne. Great match. Really enjoyed the match. It was probably Shane Thorne's best outing that I've seen as well, which is great. One of our mm-hmm. boys, but uh, there was there was no real story to it. Um, Mia Yim, Mia Yim versus oh man, who did Mia Yim work? Io, Io Shirai and Mia Yim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Io Shirai yeah. and Miriam, that was a good match. Obviously, they're building Io Shirai as the next challenger uh, to to Shayna Baszler, which will be a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal match. But uh, you know, there was no real story there other than we're just going out to have a match, which is where yeah. you know I think they they are kind of counter programming AEW because AEW were like, we're going to be sports focused, we're going to be sports focused, we're going to be sports focused. So NXT were like, well, let's just do the sports thing, let's just do matches. There was almost no promos. It was great, um, but but then uh, AEW are still telling stories. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, we got a lot of, we got a lot of story development on AEW. We did, we got a new stable, we got run-ins, blah, blah, all this sort of stuff. We didn't get any of that on NXT. There was nothing to hook me back for next week. And and I'd say that in terms of like both brands, in terms of promos, because NXT don't really have chance to do much promo game. Like you go, you cross over to AEW like MJF mm. cut his promo. Like, there's a lot of guys. That well, uh, Velveteen Dream and MJF were cutting their promos at the same time. And when I was watching live, I will admit, Velveteen Dream captured my attention because mm-hmm. I had I was sitting on my lounge watching AEW, and I had NXT mm-hmm. uh, on my laptop in the bedroom, so I could see it, and I could, if I wanted to, get up and come over here to hear it. And uh, MJF 
was his music hit as Velveteen Dream was on the stage, and I was like, oh, what's Velveteen Dream talking about? And I sort of stood in my doorway so I could hear both, but I was really listening to Velveteen Dream, you know, which is saying something because MJF's a great promo. Mm. But yeah, I knew absolutely. where MJF was going. You're all poor. You're all idiots. Like I, <laughs> I knew what I was getting. Uh, whereas, okay. Yeah. Whereas Velveteen Dreams was a little more like, oh, what's happening here? He's uh, talking about taking on more than one guy at once. You know, it's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, I, as as a whole, though, I think AEW like they have better talkers than NXT because their focus is more on the matches, which. It's not a bad thing, just as a well. Street Profits thing. entrance though, with Wale coming through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, feeling like moment, fucking yeah. Sandman at the ECW arena. You got red cups waving, making Matty Wahlberg jealous. <laughs> and like uh, you cross over to AEW, you have Private Party. It break up the Kevin Smith Jason. Yeah, Hughes no, thing. I, I thought NXT just, yeah. was a a really good show, but like there was no. There, there. There was no huge buzz. There's nothing to hook you back other than, I mean, Champa's back. So we want to see next week what happens between him and Adam Cole and Finn Balor and how that's going to play out. Will it be a triple threat? They're going to have a series of matches. What's going to happen? Like there's a little bit there, but not as much as what's the story with Jericho's huge stable. How is uh, Kenny Omega going to come back at John Moxley after being taken out of a match and put through a glass table? Uh, you know, will private party advance in the tournament? Like there's a lot going on on AEW, like a lot. And what they announced some matches for next week too, right? With the uh, the Hangman Page and Dustin are going to take on Jericho and Sammy. So we get to see uh, how Sammy and Jericho are going to work together, which is something I'm really curious to see. You know, because you got mm-hmm. Jericho, the evil great. mastermind, and then this this cocky kid with a shit eating grin on his face. Just <laughs> you want to pu- you want to punch Sammy Guevara in the face, right? Like, maybe Absolutely. even more than MJF? It's the panda thing. He just, like, the whole the panda head. Holy just, shit. Like, just poking the target. I just yeah. realized that they alluded to these stories. Because now MJF aligned with Cody against this stable. Even though he's calling all the fans dumbasses and poor and all that sort of stuff. He's kind of the face. He's He's the guy yeah. you love to hate. But he's the face. He's still doing the... He's aligned with the good guys doing the good guy things. Right? But mm-hmm. and Sammy and then, Guevara, yeah. he's a dick. Do you remember the being the elite skits where everyone was like, like MJF would be like a complete asshole, but then they'd be like, I kind of like that guy. And then Sammy Guevara was being really nice, yeah. and everyone was like, that guy's such an asshole. Even mom, <laughs> even asshole they're yeah. paying it off now. Holy shit. I'm only just realizing this as we're talking. And and that's the kind of thing where I feel respected as a fan for paying attention over time. That's what's going to get me to keep watching. That's what's going to get that 18 to 39 demo. Yeah, without a doubt. And like just long-term storytelling, like we just mentioned before. Seeing characters grow and change and react. Do, do you have a, a different take at all, Ben? Or do you feel like AEW has the potential to capture that market and actually drive new interest in professional wrestling? Like, this can be cool again. Well, just in gen- from from which demographic, sorry? The, the 18 to 39, the, the important one. I, yeah. I think who, AEW, they've got them. Yeah. But, but the thing is, like, we had them week one. And so did SmackDown. The question is, will they come back? I feel like AEW, yes. WWE, no. 
Well, with the the ratings, so, so WWE for NXT, <clears throat> what the previous week, like their drop wasn't massive. So it shows that there is maybe curious people out there to watch um, both both products. Yeah, their drop's been Was steady. They, yeah. Yeah. So, but but where did the other like 1.4 million come from that did uh, watch AEW? You could say 300,000 of them was the people that came from NXT the previous week. So there's people out there. Yeah, there's people that are, uh, that haven't been wrestling fans that are going to be. And and that's where I think AEW can actually grow their audience. I, I think that, like, uh, we're expecting, obviously, week one, it's huge hype. Oh, that was their premiere. And most people will expect a drop. I'm going to boldly predict an increase in ratings for week two. Well, that's, that's, that is a big uh, it's a call. I'll, I'll be happy to eat it if I'm wrong, but I think they did a good enough job building buzz off that first show. I think they did a good enough job with the first show where the people who watched it will go, yeah, I think I want to watch that next week. And I think that they're building buzz with the Comic-Con thing, right? Uh, I think that they're reaching mm-hmm. new audiences all the time with their marketing and the, the things they're doing online, and they're very smart. And I think that we may actually see it grow, especially because NXT and AEW were up against the MLB wildcard game. So, so if you have sp- that, that, which which beat both of them in the ratings, I think it did like 1.6 million or something. So there's a 1.6 million sports fans who could potentially tune into either of these wrestling shows. So if they go up next week, even if it's by like 100,000 or something, do you in that if that happens, do you see NXT? Are they going to drop like that amount, or they hold pretty steady, or could they be up as well? Like, are you going to go crazy with these predictions? I think NXT holds steady where it is around eight hundred thousand. I don't, I don't. I think that they'll hover between eight hundred to a million. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it staying there. I don't think they'll cross I, over. Well, to no, a they they started at a million uh, two weeks ago. I I, they, I, think, did, that, I think, think that I think that some of yeah. the uh, some of the people watching the MLB baseball game maybe even were NXT fans. And like, if if it was on, if if they didn't do the two weeks prior, if they were going first time ever live on USA, maybe people would have tuned in. And the right? only big match they've got mm. next week on NXT isn't it Walter versus Kushida? Kushida, yeah. yeah. And it's not a, t- a non-title too. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. And, like, they can't put on a TakeOver-style card every week. That's the thing. What they really have to do is focus on what AEW did. AEW just put on a TV show. Yeah. Just keep putting on a solid TV show. But what I think is going to happen is I think that they'll stay steady around 800,000. I think AEW will get maybe maybe 200,000 more. I'll be bold. I'll be real bold and say they're going to increase to, to 1.6 million. And uh, Vince McMahon's going to go, what the fuck are you doing, Paul? And and he's going to he's gonna get his fingerprints on it already. I think he's going to freak out. NXT will be expanded, expanded to three hours, and then they'll be able to say, <laughs> we look at all these numbers. We had this oh many God. millions of people watching over three hours, <laughs> just so that they can uh, twist the figures into a win for them. Well, the thing is, you can go minute by minute with these ratings, right? Like, that's how I know people tuned off as soon as turned out, as uh, tuned out, turned off, bleh, as soon as The Rock went off air. Uh, the rating dropped on SmackDown from 4.2 million down to 3.8 for the rest of the show. Oh, I thought right? they had quarterlies out. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like, like 15, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah quarterlies. But yeah. Uh, WWE yeah. themselves, um, they actually get like the minute by minute. They get the minute by minute. Yeah. So they know exactly what's impacting. And that's where um, I, I think it was Meltzer or someone that was reporting. And, and the like, like I said, Riho and Nyla on AEW gained a bunch of teenage girls who stuck around for the rest of the what show. Did you, how did you feel that AEW handled their ad breaks? Yeah. Because on Fight TV, 
if a match wasn't going on, you just got like not the hard camera, but you got a camera up in the corner of the the arena, and you just, I guess I'm just going to look around for three minutes or whatever, which. Well, it wasn't just looking at the crowd. Sometimes it was doing? Justin Roberts yeah. talking to them. Uh, some, you know, during some of the matches, we got some filler stuff. Like we got the we got the Jericho, you know, picking yeah. up the wiener thing. And there was another one, right? We <laughs> Which had was brilliant. Was there a wiener in the ring? And uh, Hangman Page, he was just like stalling on the outside, drawing off to the the crowd. So but I, I like, yeah. yeah just then the other heel. times you were yeah. just sitting there for a few minutes with just the still shot. But, you know, if you watch on delay, you can always just skip past that, which is nice. I've heard a lot of people criticize the fact that they went to uh, ad break right as Jericho was attacking Cody. That Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people who didn't really quite like that, personally. Ah, what, what didn't, why didn't you like that? Like, it's the natural progression. So, like, that entire time, especially as well... The, there was no referee stop like no referees came out to try and stop him like just maybe just from being conditioned from other other programs just there was no one who stopped him in that entire three or so minutes that and like, just that we didn't even see what happened yeah, well no yeah. you saw it like well, on, saw it on, on fight, the american yeah. feed they on fight you saw it on the american feed it went picture in picture but it's like while the ads played, they had a little in the lower third, they had the picture that was happening. And, but right before they threw to the ad, right, you saw Jericho holding up the title and, and, you know, JR said something along the lines of, Oh, despicable. We're going to try to get this under control, folks, and we'll come back soon. And then they went to an ad. And to me, that feels like I'm watching live wrestling again, right? Like to me, I'm like, this is a wrestling show and someone's doing something they're not supposed to. We need to get this under control. We'll be right back. But there was one thing that it felt, that. one thing felt minor league to me. It's like when the young bucks come out. It's like, hey, you having a great time tonight? It's like, and it's like, oh, AE Dub or what? Didn't they like they got the crowd to like chant? I'm like, oh, oh, the crowd up. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is you don't Look, want to see this kind of thing. That's the thing. Like for us watching on fight, it's a little jarring to see those things because we're watching it as a wrestling TV show, but we're getting the live experience yeah. almost because that's for the fans. Yeah, for the TV, that, it's like. Come back from ad and, and the crowd's going nuts. But uh, yeah, we, well, because that was like, the thing they timed it so well. I don't know, like obviously that they have the headpiece for the referee and the referees communicating the timing and all that stuff. And uh, they timed it so well that when they came back from the ad, they came back to the crowd chanting AEW yeah. and the Bucks just posing. Yeah, right. So they timed it so well, like they got them chanting AEW, then they come back from ad, oh, the crowd are raucous and ready for this main event. Like it was very well done, but because you're watching it on fight, it's like this is a bit hokey, but it's not. It's for the live crowd. Sometimes, mm. like if I wasn't paying full attention, I'm like, geez, JR's not, how come there's no commentary? He's like, oh, they're no, <laughs> yeah. on an ad. So they're on an ad break. It would be nice yeah. if for the fight people were just like kept the commentary going. Otherwise, it's a bit it's like. Well, they what? did at some points, yeah, but then at other that. points, they didn't. It was jarring. Like during the Nyla and Riho match, which, by the way, the action did not stop in that match. You, there was at no point did it feel like they were at a commercial break. Whereas when when Park and Hangman had their commercial break, it was very much, I'm going to put you in a headlock. We're going to do the, you know, we're going to slow things down, right? Because mm. there's not many people watching this. Let's just chill for a bit. Let's have an extended Park Heat segment. Um, but, but with Nyla and Riho, they just went balls to the wall the whole time. So they had to keep the commentary going. She superplexed Nyla. Riho superplexed Nyla. The Meteoras, like, it was yeah. a great match. I fucking love that match, man. Anyway, uh, I, th- I think we've covered the Wednesday Night Wars extensively. I think that, uh, you know, 
uh, we're all kind of leaning towards it looks like AEW are going to dominate the early portion of this war. It looks like it, yeah. What do you re- what do you reckon, Ben? Oh, absolutely. But uh, we don't want them to absolutely wipe the floor because you want the competition. You, you, you want yeah, no, they won't. To come they won't. Uh, d- to make AEW, they, they yeah, no, no, of course. A WWE statement is correct. Uh, the real winners are us, and they will be competitive. They're not going to – I don't know whether Vince is going to try to get involved or if Vince is going to give him a little bit of leeway like Triple H seems to think they will and, and just give him the time to try to get it back uh, get back on top sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it, we are going to see – the competition is going to make wrestling better overall. It's just a question of how and how long yeah, is it going to You're going to get uh, Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez on NXT in three weeks' time. <laughs> Yeah, God. God no! Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my boldest bold oh, prediction? Okay. <laughs> Lay it on us. I, I I do predict growth for AEW, and I predict uh, SmackDown on Fox is going to decline. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, I I said I really don't think it's going to retain viewers. I think pa- past the draft, maybe another week or two past the draft, you'll have a slightly higher number. But I think it'll return back down to around the two million it was doing on USA. I don't think it's beyond a stretch to say that by you know, six six months time that AEW may have enough buzz to be doing two million viewers. I think AEW could get close to the same viewership as SmackDown. It's all going to depend how the TV landscape goes as you know people move away from regular TV to you know internet like Netflix type of options and yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. But, and, and like the the thing is too, like it's very early days, and so I'm making bold predictions. Don't fucking at me in six months when I was wrong. Like I could absolutely be wrong. In I'm just moment. saying what I what I see, what I believe, what I think may happen. I'm putting it out there in the universe to see what happens. In the here and now, that's what you're hoping for, and like, yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. So that's the Wednesday night wars. Who do we think wins the Tuesday night turmoil? Because we got impact <laughs> on Tuesday night. Actually, we talked to WWE before, but we didn't talk about this one thing that's very important, and I think it's going to be very instrumental to NXT's ratings. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Bordeaux, former yes. Impact knockout. Signing potentially rumors to Likely. NXT. I love it. That's a big loss for AEW. It is definitely. I think that she was one of the hottest like free agents there for a while, and you can tell like she has that uh, that Mandy Rose type um, character that they want. Please but, don't put her in the same sentence as Mandy Rose. No, <laughs> that they that they wanted Mandy Rose to be, but Scarlett Bordeaux in, just does that naturally. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Scarlet Bordeaux equals ratings. Yes, like you can uh, tell, like Impact wanted to do stuff with her with like the the smoke show with the, the Scott Steiner thing a few months back, and does Killer yeah. Cross come along for the ride too? Uh if his contract allows it. Ooh. Yeah, we don't. We still don't know what's happening with it, and just Killer Cross is a beast as well. So, but Scarlet Bordeaux going to NXT, I'm big on that. But yeah, so she's no longer with Impact, of course, and Killer Cross is under the whole contract situation that's happening there. Impact are on Tuesday nights now, alongside NWA Power. Now NWA Power, Power, yeah, we finally got the the news for that. It's not actually a TV show, guys. No, no YouTube series like MLW. Well, MLW is on TV though. MLW is on BN Sports. Yeah, but in terms of like the weekly coming out on, um, on the YouTube series and then building up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got NWA Power, and we've also got coming AEW Dark, the dark matches that they film 
on Wednesday night will air the following Tuesday night alongside NWA Power and Impact all online. So you got yeah. Impact on Twitch, AEW Dark on YouTube, and NWA Power on Facebook. It's like I think it's fantastic. Like there shouldn't be dark matches like in today's technological climate where you can watch everything. Like yeah. just yeah, you've got extra content there. Like why not put it to good use? And like we've got Tony Schiavone, he's gonna be uh in charge of the AEW Dark, like yeah. uh doing the in the control center. It's gonna be so, fantastic. I know you're big on NWA, man. Why don't you run us through the the quick news that you wanted to talk about NWA and then we can get to our uh, New Japan and, and our quiz. So like they've had um so in Atlanta they've had their two tapings. Like we're gonna see the first episode this t- or for us this Wednesday, but this Tuesday they're gonna do that on their YouTube channel. Um, I think they've done about, it feels like like four, five, or six uh, tapings at the moment. And the, one of the big stories is a couple of titles changed hands that we know of now because it's all like not spoilers so much because it's all up there on their their Facebook and stuff. Um, in their sixties, uh, you have the Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> nine time yeah. NWA World Tag Team NWA Champions. World Tag Team Champions. They're old as fuck, but they were on the the New Japan shows and they're still they're still killing it. They're crushing it, yeah. And I love the set. If, have you seen photos of the the, the set? Does like, look good. I like I like studio wrestling. Yeah, I'm a fan. I've been watching like uh, WCCW and uh, you know uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling and stuff on the on the network. And yeah, NWA Power. I like the way it's set up. I do. Yeah, and just like you, you got to keep it simple and like bit of studio magic. And I just I love those kind of sets where it's just like one space for everything and that's all you need really yeah i, I just yeah i i love that i i want to feel the nostalgia i want to feel the power and yeah in this we, day we got age, a new nwa north american champion too right we uh yeah so the national champion we got uh colt Cabana. he regained the title against james storm the man who uh took advantage of him while he was injured and yeah i because I, I can totally see james storm being in that uh, world title picture definitely because they're going to need some fresh contenders for that belt at the, mm, some definitely. point yeah definitely and bigger names too so you know james storm's a, a bona fide star at this point you, so that's pretty cool if you think about it like if they're actually like nwa going up against impact like you've got uh, nick aldis who's former impact world champion you've got eli drake who's going to be one of their next contenders you've got james storm who's former like impact royalty like they've got a few of their guys there, and they can they can utilize them very much. So, I just loved. I saw a a, a thing this week that that uh, Billy Corgan is willing to work with any other wrestling promotion except Impact. <laughs> <laughs> He's open to working with anybody, not Impact though. Fuck those guys. <laughs> maybe they could like that they separated from them, but Ring of Honor. Like maybe they could like try and get some talent there like if they're not doing much like i I don't know yeah yeah so nwa power is a thing that's happening tuesday nights aw dark as well happening tuesday nights and of course impact which you can hear all about impact on the impact zone uh Uh we're gonna be recording this after this with mr mysterious yeah Well, well let's get to new japan ben it's your time to shine buddy what's happening across the seas in new japan pro wrestling well, it seems like bloody at this point, but what, back on the 28th, over a week ago, we had the, the Hammerstein show from uh, in New York, New Japan, 
Uh, I don't know if the other two shows have actually gone online yet, but this this one was live uh, an hour and a half late. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because of the because Bully Ray was laying in the middle of the road blocking the ambulance. Yeah. So the I don't know <laughs> if the it, fake news is it confirmed what the issue was. They were saying production problems, and then people were saying that they didn't get an ambulance because in New York, in yeah, ambulance. so New York Athletic Commission, you need a you need an ambulance to run a pro wrestling event. You need to have the the um what do they call them the paramedics and stuff on standby. Yeah, so uh, that's a New York Athletic Commission thing. They have to do that, uh, and for whatever reason, the uh, there was another event the night before and the ambulance did overtime and then they were told they weren't needed for this show at the Hammerstein. An ambulance? Yeah, they got told it was cancelled, so then they had to order a new one and then they had to wait. And uh, I don't know, it, it seems like a, a huge clusterfuck, but an accidental one. And they came out and tried to... Um, who was it that came out? Someone came out oh, and apologized and, and said... Japanese, poor Japanese. He was in tears. It looked like it was so upsetting watching this guy apologize to the crowd. Very much a Japanese businessman type of thing. That's this. Yeah, right. Because it's the person who's responsible has to apologize. That's like the the Japanese culture. Like he has to own it and be like, I fucked up. (laughs) So he came out and he's apologizing. But then Rocky Romero, right, was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get some highlights from the Boston show on the screen. That never happened. Um, people were very angry, but eventually the show got underway and yes, it, was it was a good fine. show. I, I watched this like the day after. So I just sort of like checked out the ones I was most interested in. So I watched TJP versus Red Narita. So I haven't seen TJP since the Cruiserweight Classic. So I quite, so I think he's so gonna, good. He's on impact. Man, a lot more of him. I want him to sign with New Japan. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah. So that was good. And uh, have checked out the Rock and Roll Express teaming with Tanahashi uh, beating a, LIJ team. Uh, so good. The triple drop kick yeah. spot. The crowd was, was yes. way like the, the crowd was hot, like considering being delayed for nine minutes. Maybe they were just extra drunk by this stage. Yeah. Got to see amazing red wrestle for the first time. <laughs> so. Extra time to drink. Yeah, I want so amazing that, red and TJP in New Japan. For somebody that retired early this that. year, he seems to be resting quite a lot. He wants to retire. He wants so badly to retire, but then people keep being like, oh, "Do you want to do New Japan though? Oh, do you want to do this? Though? Do you want to do that though?" Yeah, yeah. You wait. New, amazing Red for Coliseum. <laughs> that might be next year. Then are they finished booking that, or what's? No, they're still announcing matches. There's another match to be announced oh, okay. tonight. All right. Yeah, Rory Gulak's coming. Are you a fan of Rory Gulak? I haven't heard of him. Sorry. Oh, there you go. He's he's he's, he's good. <laughs> so he's he's. Very similar to Drugal, that is stretchy, you know, uh, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. catch wrestling, oh, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the big yeah, match that I was exciting. most looking forward to was you should come. Kenta defending the never open weight title against Yoshihashi. Yes, it's a singles match with Yoshihashi. Sometimes you can he hasn't delivered for a long time. And geez, this match went forever. It went for 25 minutes. It was good when it got to like the last 45 seconds. Like Kenta just like these wicked, like, for um, slap chops down into uh, Yoshihashi's neck. It looked really good. Then hit him with the go to sleep and pinned him. It's like I didn't even watch this the main how, event. Like I was just so pissed off that I had to sit through this thing. This is how bad Yoshihashi is, right? Yoshihashi is so bad that you've got the new recruit for the Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who people hate. He turned on his friend. His injured, critically injured friend. He turned on him. The man that can never wrestle again. He took a drop kick and to the face. To for him. <laughs> and 
and everybody wanted to cheer for him over Yoshihashi. That's how bad Yoshihashi is. Why does this guy exist? Somebody needs to get pinned in those <laughs> chaos matches, so you've got to have Yoshihashi there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but but they they wanted to cheer him so bad, so he just slowed the match down and turned it into a, just an awful match <laughs> of just cr- crappy nothing, mm. so that people would boo him. Uh, that's that's masterful. That's 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 Baron yeah, Corbin. So I wasn't a, wasn't a huge fan of this show, and haven't watched any New Japan since. There's been a couple shows. I don't know if they've actually been on New Japan Live. Uh, well, I think they might just love. No, no. There's been there's been nothing else on New Japan World Live for a while. Uh, you know, it's slow season, slow season until we get into like tag leagues and stuff, which is but, uh, there's a little bit of New Japan month. news where Ooh. there's talk about Minoru Suzuki wanting to leave. He's gonna yeah. go to Noah allegedly. Yeah, so that's where he was previously. Yeah, he's been there for years before his most recent stint. So New Japan contracts, I'm pretty sure they always run from like first of February. Yeah, so I guess, dude. Not long before we uh, were talking, I was listening to the Super J cast. I'm about halfway through the episode, and they were talking about this. And uh, apparently, no one in Suzuki Gun is actually under contract. They're all freelancers, really? are they? Even yeah. Taichi? Wow. Apparently, okay. I think they said, uh, was it um, Sonata's uh, a Kanemaru? Would you believe? <laughs> Ka- Kanemaru is under contract, but okay. that's it. Yes, it'll be weird to see all of them go. There's quite a few of them. I don't think Zach all of Saber them will. I, I think have to stay. Surely. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Zack Sabre Junior would stay, or do you reckon I don't he'd think go? He was with, in with... Noah when Suzuki was there, though. When the rest of <laughs> but how close is he with Suzuki? Like, is that an actual mentor relationship? The Rev Pro shows they're always together. That's what I mean. Yeah, they wrestle together all over the world at this point. Like, I would not be surprised to see him go. I don't know. That'd be a huge boost for Noah, oh, yeah, even definitely. if it's just Minoru. But if it's Minoru mm-hmm. and Zach, oof. Yeah. It's like you oof. hear that he would have left earlier if not for the stuff that he's doing with Jushin Liger right now. Yeah. You know who else isn't under contract? Yeah. Lance Archer. Sonata. Best big man in wrestling a, today. Like Tangaloa, he's a tag team champion. He's not under contract. <laughs> My good friend TK listening to the show. I know Tony Khan, you're listening. I know. Uh, sign Lance Archer and book uh, book Lance Archer versus Luchasaurus, please. <laughs> and uh, I'd enjoy the it. other news. Harold May, uh, you know, what is his position exactly? He's one of the one of the heads at a CIO. He, yeah, he's somewhere in so, the corporate uh, structure. Because I thought he was the general manager, but that's that Michael yeah, Craven guy but, who came out here, and also uh, and also at, at the British show. Just uh, like verbally assaulted the Super J Cast guy. <laughs> yeah, God, that was a funny story. <laughs> Awkward as fuck. Go listen to yeah. Super J Cast guys, because first off, their New Japan coverage is intense. Like they're they're really good at what they do. But uh, yeah, that story th- from two weeks ago, I think it was after the British yeah. show, their producer got accosted by 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 Michael Craven. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's the, the news coming out of there. I think King of Pro Wrestling is the next big thing coming up. I think that's the 14th of October. Hmm. Um, not a lot of hype going into it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's not that's not far away. I think there might be one. <laughs> there, so. hmm. But uh, anything, do you guys have anything to say about New Japan before? Man, that's, that was that was all the news that I, I was going to bring up the Minoru yeah. Suzuki thing, but you, yeah. you, you brought it up. 
what have you got for us for this damn quiz? Because I know you said to me like three days ago that you had it ready. I had this ready back on Tuesday night. I was like, I want to have these quizzes ready before quiz day, uh, before recording. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because we weren't sure if we were going to wait for SmackDown or not. How do you guys feel waiting for SmackDown oh, with the flagship? Well, I don't watch it. Don't like it. Don't well, like it. Uh, yeah, we should do it earlier in the week. Let's let's throw it to the listeners. Listeners, let us know if you think we should do the flagship earlier in the week. If we should, you know, just focus more on the war stuff. And no, no, no. Let us know what you like, and we'll we'll tailor our shit to you. But let's let's hit this okay. quiz, man. Let's let's get it done. Let me hit the music. All right, I can hear it. The music sounds good. So I've themed about <laughs> ambulances, and we've got some Monday Night Wars and a little bit of Rock and Roll Express here. But the buzzing. Oh god, here the we buzz go. In. That's always the fun part. So you got to play buzz, mm, yeah. and then you got to you got to answer the question in the structure of a, a Hulk Hogan promo. Oh. See, let me tell you something, me and Gene. And then look, don't just okay. say the answer, but you got to sort of make a promo and have the answer in there. We'll, we'll do your best All at right. it. So production issues. New Japan's been having a lot of them lately. Whether it's starting late or it's Royal Quest commentary just not working. If it's Fight TV. All sorts of stuff. But uh, back in, you know, in the 90s, we had WWF In Your House 8, Beware of Dog. What was this event most famous for in a production issue problem way? I feel like I probably rented this No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. No? You might have uh, watched the, uh, when, when they tried it, like, Two nights later. There's an infamous problem on this uh, show. Was this still no, this wasn't the one where they had the dogs no, in the cage. Helen McKennell. That was something. Yeah, that and that was on like an actual paper nah, view, not an in your house. That was like the Al Snow and um Big Boss Man, wasn't it? I don't know what Beware of dog. Yeah. Ooh. I was like, I was about to pause. Just try. So I'm saying this to Greg, or am I saying this to you, Ben? Exactly. Just cut the the, uh, the Hulk Hogan promo on me, then with the with the answer in it somehow. Yeah. With the answer in it. Okay. Let me tell you something, Ben. You don't know Jack, brother, because there was weather. There was weather, serious weather, brother. I gotta tell you, there was a severe thunderstorm around that time. And let me tell you something, Jack, it was intense. And what did the thunderstorm do? It cut out the power. Ah, um, uh, see, I remember this now. I know this now. But yeah, I, yeah. I remember this. There was like a couple matches. of dark matches. Because Stone Cold... Um, it, it, like, and, like, it yeah, went out... Yeah, literally it, dark matches. Didn't yeah. it go out during the strap match? And Stone Cold didn't know whether to shit or wind his watch, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, Savio <laughs> Vega and Steve Austin having a uh, Caribbean strap match. Yeah, that's Correct. right. Good answer. Well done. Uh, All right. Yes. That was a team effort. Oh, you jumped in at the end just to try to steal. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I figured it out just before no, him yeah, as well. I was oh like, oh I answered first this time, Greg. There's no collusion here. Stone Cold's match. Oh, wow. right. I was about ah. to buzz. It's all good. All right. I won't take the point. It's fine. You have it. Question okay. two. Who was in WWE's last ambulance match, which is apparently their only ambulance match? The only yeah, look on a really? on cage match. The only one match came out. Okay, oh. 
Let me tell you something, brother. I remember this was way back before The Fiend, brother, and it was it was Bray Wyatt, and it was Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose was doing the hokey shit. But Vince, Vince told him, brother, he said, it's good shit. It's good shit, brother. Okay, this isn't the match that I found. So if, uh, I, I believe this one happened more recently, if uh, if Mysterious can jump in. Okay. Really? I don't believe you. Uh, am- yeah. Ambulance match. Was shit. that um, was that Bray Wyatt one? Was that actually billed as an ambulance match? Was that- Maybe it wasn't. It ended with an ambulance spot, though, I'm sure. Let's see how Mysterious goes. Hey. See, Greg, you don't know, brother. Instead of Bray White, before The Fiend, before The Fiend came out, brother, there was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. They did have one, didn't yeah, they? This, I think this was 2017. So. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been later than the Dean Ambrose one, then. I, I can't remember. Like, I'm thinking, like, Seth Rollins um, and Kane, like, was that a ambulance match they had where, like, Kane came out, he was corporate Kane, then he came out the ambulance, and he was in the full... Like... I can't remember. I'm, it's kind of blurring. This is the only me, one that came yeah, up. The last was, game was I don't know if he's got anything else there. Yeah, see, I remember. I remember Booker T and Mike Awesome doing an ambulance match in yeah. WCW. No. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my favorite years of WCW, brother. Oh, to, WCW two thousand quiz where it's who was in the <sighs> match where it was like something on a pole. Beauty bag on a pole, Viagra on a pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so who got Mysterious? Okay, you're on two to zero. You're going you're gonna to get this again. God damn it. Okay, another ambulance one here. On April 21st, oh, 1997, no. who did Steve Austin famously beat up in an ambulance? I looked it up, by the way. Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose was an ambulance match. It was in 2015. So I forgot about the Roman okay. Reigns and, and Braun Strowman one. Ah, balls. Can I get half a point? No. Jesus. <laughs> so Hogan was in, what was he, in WCW? This is Stone Cold, brother. Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. 97. No, it was like the first ambulance angle that um, I ever um, remember seeing. Oh, that was... Uh, a Let me tell you something, uh, brother. It was... I, I can't do this fucking Hulk Hogan voice. Like, <laughs> I remember... I clear, that Stone Cold, he attacked the excellence of execution, brother. Right there in the ambulance. Bret Hart? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I was just hoping to get a bit more out of the, uh, the program. What? I can't do the Hulk Hogan thing. It hurts my throat. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This might be like half a point for that. Fuck off! You won't give me half a point for any of our other shit, but you give me half a point for getting it right. Okay, you get a point. Oh. Uh, all right, you're still in it, Greg. Still in it. Uh, the Wednesday night wars have just begun, but not the the Monday night wars ended on March 26, <coughs> 2001. Who was in that main event on the final Nitro? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. A little bit of the bubbly. Um, <laughs> yes, Hogan? Brother, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble. Was that that Chinese? I know, Shane McMahon, I know Shane McMahon closed the show with his daddy. Buying yeah, the company out from under his nose. But before that, Booker T won the title from Scott Steiner. Brother. That did happen on this show. That wasn't in the main event, though. 
God damn it! That wasn't the main event. No, come on. Oh. It would be the main event of a night. No, now I remember. Oh shit! Ah. Oh. Mysterious. Fuck me. If you don't get this, fuck. Uh, oh, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I remember now. Oh god. It only went like seven minutes long uh. as well. It was very short. No, I'm I'm struggling. You could probably just uh, say two names and you might get it. I, I okay. Um, how about Sting and now, yeah. now make it a front row. God damn it! See, because oh, as soon as you said no, that wasn't in the main event, and I was like, oh shit, no! Like, now I remember they did it for like the last time ever. God damn it! You got to remember, Jack. Got to wake up in the morning, Greg. Got to look at the look at the pythons, and you got to remember the story of one Brett. No, Brett Sting versus Ric Flair. God damn it! Yes, you got it. My uh, opponent, my opponent, brother, for Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, brother. We're gonna make a lot of money one last time. Woo! Yeah, that whole thing. <sighs> All right, so God, that you want? We wanted to repress this, Ben. That's why it's kind of yeah. hard as well. Like that. Right, last so you've match. already wrapped it up three to one, but. Oh, I don't believe that you didn't Google that because I know you're not a, a WCW guy, Mister Mysterious. I'm not, but I do remember. Like, I'm just thinking like Booker T. I'm just trying to think of the big names from WCW. Like, I remember but WCW 2000 wasn't remember, really like, WCW. That's why I talk about WCW 2000 no. so fondly because it was such a clusterfuck. It was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. mess of a dying promotion that no one else loved, but I did. I loved the New Blood. I loved Mike Awesome. <laughs> Mike Awesome. And he's that 70s Wait, you... porn guy. All the shit. I fucking loved yeah, it. There was, there was a bunch of dudes just like yeah, army yeah. guys. It's uh, but it's just like, but like Ben was, was saying, like, it only went for like seven, eight minutes. Just like, okay, general all the guys, erection. Huge erection. Huge erection. Huge erection. That's right. There was huge Major erection and, uh, the, and the bombshell the, with the tits. Major she, <laughs> she had huge knockers. Major guns. That's her name. <laughs> Major oh gun. god! <laughs> I love WCW 2000. Yes, I did at the time. I don't know how I'd feel going back to it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back to it at some point because I've talked about it at this point. I've talked about it so many times on the podcast, and people have rolled their eyes at me. I'm gonna have to go back and review it like in real time. I only ever watched those one-hour highlight episodes that was on okay. Channel Nine here, so I've never <laughs> seen like a three-hour Nitro. So we only got we, it. Only yeah, had the matches, so I never saw all the bullshit. Or the the promo. So good. Final questions. So this good. Is a, this is an easy question. How can you not love Scott right. Steiner on top? The okay. genetic jackhammer. Like, come on. Genetic freak. Sorry, the jackhammer was Vince. <laughs> anyway, uh, final question. Let's do it. I can't win, but whatever. This is for two points then. <laughs> like last time. Okay, all right. I can, I can tie right, it yeah, up. Make, make it, make it, the make Rock it and Roll Express yeah. were inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame 2017. Who inducted them? <sighs> Son of you a should whore. have just said buzz and then just like stole for the answer. <laughs> no, don't tell them that for next time. Jesus. All the Hulkamaniacs will remember live a couple of years ago when the Rock and Roll Express were getting inducted, brother. Yeah, the one and only more, Jim Cornette. Make a bit more personalized. <laughs> 
Instead of just saying the answer, come on. You, uh, you just, you, you just uh, said the question and just added the answer to it. You got to remember Jim Cornette, he's a big den WA mark. That's why he's going to be in NWA Power next week for the Tuesday Night Turmoil, brother. You got to picture them. The Rock and Roll Express. That's better. 60 year old, senior citizens, Hall Good of Fame. <laughs> That's it. Oh, God. That's it. Where can I people find you <laughs> online? Uh, ben Tokyo, Mr. Mysterious, in that order. On Twitter, at AsiaManiaPod. On Instagram, Ben White. Uh, podcast, look up the BAMcast and something something podcast network. That's it. I still think you guys are cheating on the quizzes. No. How, oh, my God. <laughs> no. You can find Mr. Mysterious I'm at sorry, Cheetah Greg, Cheetah Pumpkin Eater. <laughs> Actually, you can find me at all on the socials at Mr. Mysterious with 17i, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Grapple. Hashtag no collusion, Greg. <laughs> Where about you? Impeach! I am at Greg Unchained. <laughs> on Twitter and also on Stationhead, which people need to download. Stationhead is fantastic if you're on iOS. It's coming to Android eventually, but anyway, Stationhead. That's where you can hear me spin tunes and talk wrestling and talk conspiracy and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I am at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. We collected the other B Plus Wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit the B Plus Wrestling everywhere else. Like, share, subscribe, five star review if you like what we do. Let us know what you like so we can tailor the show to you. You can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the B Plus. That's about it. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you, brothers. What a show. Catch it.